It's Monday. It's morning. Yeah, this one crap. Ah, Phil. Everyone, Whoa, let me preface this then. Yeah, this has been a hard week here yes. at Sling Dingers. Otherwise, I, I need to clear the air. Yes, yes, please do, Phil. Phil, we've had quite the week, to put it mildly. Uh, for the listener who don't know, who who has not read our update, uh, over the weekend, I went to the Sling and Dingers lounge, and I went to get my lunch, and my sandwich was gone. And I saw Phil putting his little little gribbly grobblers <laughs> all over my uh, all over my treats. He was guzzling your. Your ghibli gobblers. My ghibli gobblers were guzzling. And they shouldn't have been, Phil. What you did was messed up, and it's delayed the podcast. It is the only reason. It's the only reason the podcast didn't get to come out on Monday, and we are now a day behind. And we can all blame Phil, in my humble opinion. Now, 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 Darcy, now we've come together. I thought we solved this. I thought we uh, had a little water under the bridge situation. I thought so, too. Well, Phil, I'm still a little peeved. Uh, we did come to a resolution, quote unquote, and the resolution was that he was going to buy me the biggest hot dog he's ever seen. That's a big Lizzie. He said, uh, well, you, you tell him what, he's, what you said, Phil. the biggest in the whole state of Massachusetts. And so he guaranteed me the biggest glizzy in the whole state of Massachusetts. So we're still- <laughs> big glizzy, dude. We're still kind of rocky- while I wait for this glizzy to arrive, but is it for gonna now, be a giant Fenway Frank? Oh, the biggest Fenway Frank. <laughs> so it's the biggest Fenway Frank you've ever seen. <laughs> says Francis Phil. I think we we're coming together. We're gonna be stronger on the other side of this. I think, you know, I like that spin of on things. I think that's a good way to look at it. Phil, I just I just don't eat my lunch and uh we'll all be good. Okay, I apologize. That's okay. Wait, Phil, can you read? I don't know how to read. Oh, okay. Uh, to be fair, on the job <laughs> application, it doesn't ask that specifically. It does, yeah, we do not say. We said bachelors in... Uh, in <laughs> yeah, you're going to offend someone. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, shit. How do, what direction do I go? Bachelors in civic pooping. And, Ooh, uh, all the civic pooping <laughs> master's degrees out there are going to be like, hey. Yeah, hey, come on. I come spent four years. I passed the bar exam. I'm a ghost <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, so if you're a ghost civic pooper who practices law because you passed the bar exam, <laughs> we're sorry if that joke offends you, but we're just edgy. Yeah, sorry we're edgy like that. Edgy. Yeah, I got my apologize too. So... Phil's Phil's here for another week. We're here for another week. We're ready to finally record <laughs> now that the water has been put under said bridge. I'm a big fan of season three so far. <laughs> yeah, three to threes and threes and seasons is a good. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. I think threesome. Th- You're about to say threesome with Scones, Darcy, and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing like uh, an SDP <laughs> for oh season gosh. three. <laughs> I don't. It's that's not technically a bad uh, an, an not anagram uh, acronym. Oh sure, sure. Just enter it on Google. I'm sure it'll come up totally. <laughs> fine. Um, hey guys, welcome to Monday Morning the Cops, Season Three, Episode Do Do Deuce. Quattro. Uh, Quattro. <laughs> 
And uh, it's another week. Scone Stars and Phil here. Um, and we're we're talking spooky again. We always talk spooky, but we're doing it again. Well, listen, people were wondering, do they still have it? Do they still got it? Do they still do they still got it? Boy, I hope so. Have they thrown in the towel to the, <laughs> the last pot on the left, folks? No, we haven't. <laughs> You're scaring Phil. Phil calm down. <laughs> You're scaring him. <laughs> sorry, Phil. <laughs> um, no, we haven't. <laughs> Phil, I'm sorry to scare you. Uh, he is shaken to his core. He is. He, no, he's he's physically shaking as well. To his tiny Phil heart. Phil's kind of the island of misfit toys of people. He really is. We've always said that, and he does, doesn't know how to read, so... It was at the top of his resume, actually. Yeah, it said, Phil is an acronym for the island of misfit toys. Again, he can't read folks. <laughs> so, yeah, his his English was not what we hired him for. We hired him for his gusto, you know? His moxie. His can-do attitude. And his dad said he'd give us a bunch of money if we gave him a job. So Phil, your dad's been a real big part of this team. I love you, Joe Biden, my father. <laughs> Your we dad's new- <laughs> Joe Biden? <laughs> We've made a new connection here, everybody. Wow, Apparently. I thought I was going to start doing canon at the start of episodes, but now this is <laughs> this is unreal. Oh, okay. um, Clearly very patriotic. Super patriotic. He's American flag tattoos head to foot. Um, this week, guys, I'm going to be bringing you a hashtag spooky, spooky Dukerson, and... Uh, it's a hotly requested topic, if I do say Ooh, so myself. Is it really? Oh, it really is. Uh, <laughs> we've had multiple people write in about this, and this is actually something Heck I've yeah. <clears throat> I've wanted to do for a for a while as well. Just never got around to it for various reasons. Yeah, so fuck those listeners. We're gonna do it anyway. So, is what you're saying? Well, actually, well, I'm, it's funny because like multiple people reached out like two weeks ago, and everyone was like, "Yo, you gotta talk about this shit." I was like, "Oh, baby, I know it." Oh, baby, a triple. Oh, baby, a triple. Oh, I love that video. Well, we're talking about scones this week on what Monday Morning Macabre about? is the Skinwalker. Ew. Uh. Skr. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Skr. Uh, band, play that intro, baby. All right, Scones, Skinwalkers. God, the band's so talented. Yep. The Skinwalkers (laughs) are the people we love to hate, you know? Sure Uh, do. Always said that about Skinwalkers. Scones, what's your favorite Skinwalker anecdote? I'm sure you've got plenty. Ooh. Uh, Mine's that they don't need sunscreen. Um, I don't know if that's an anecdote as much as like a a guess at a fact. (laughs) Uh, But I have an article here. From a certain Ooh. news source Ooh. that we have used in the past. Let's just say it's pretty oh, interesting. I bet. It, I think I know what it is. What do you think it is, Sconey? Good housekeeping. Yup. It's oh, good housekeeping. No, it's all that's it's interesting. All, that, all that's good housekeeping. <laughs> all that's good housekeeping.com backslash Atlas Obscura. And this article is entitled Meet the Navajo Skinwalker. The demonic shapeshifter that Native Americans won't mention by name. 
Wow, that's so scary. I actually don't know anything about this, and it well, sounds or Wait. Uh-oh. Gabagool? No, I don't know anything about this. Okay. They talk about... um. So have you seen the show Reservation Dogs? Mike's super short show. What? Reservation Dogs? Reservation Dogs? Yes. It's a very good show on FX, and it's about... Reservation Dogs. Right. Like four yeah. teenage kids growing up on a Native American reservation in Oklahoma. And part of it's kind of looking at like the different like legends and lore <clears throat> of yeah. like the natives in that area. And like there's a bunch of like monsters that are in the woods yep. and they're spooky. But I don't know if Skinwalkers I don't think one any of them were it's, 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 uh, you, you might have heard of Wendigo. It's a very. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wendigos and skinwalkers are, are sometimes used interchangeably. Hey, listen, one of the key parts of a party is knowing when to go. Hey! Oh, Thank you. Roses, applause. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, you got the ding, 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 ding <laughs> from Phil. <laughs> Phil, you got a real big bell over there you're ringing. Uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you want to hear me do a motorcycle noise? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's so talented. I can't so, believe we almost... Such a talented young man. I can't believe we did this show without him. Um, The shape-shifting skinwalker takes on various forms across tribes, but most agree on what it looks like. A deformed, animalistic body, marred face, and blazing orange eyes. That's the scariest fucking thing I've ever heard. That's a spooky boy. That's so much scarier than just, like, he had lots of fur. Yeah, right? (laughs) Not just, like, a hairy guy. He has some real messed up features. It's a, it's literally like a person that's the scariest version of a person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like how in the Blair Witch Project, the scariest part about the witch was that she had like fur. I don't yeah, know why, yeah, but like that like her freaked arms. me out. Yeah, I don't know what about that, but anyway. So I, my, the scariest thing about that movie for me was that when I saw it, I was like in eighth grade. Yeah, that's and prime. It was like someone. I heard this. I don't know. I think it's a rumor. Cause I, I, it has to be a rumor, but <laughs> someone said like in multiple shots, you can see her in the background in the trees. Oh yeah. I think that's a rumor. So I've heard that scary. Too, but when it's you're a very like, scary thought. When every shot's going at full speed and you're like, oh, was that her? I think that was her. <laughs> was that her? Or was that a, a Yukon sap? That's a type of tree. Um, I think it's a type of potato too. No, that's a Yukon Cornelius. Oh. Yes, um, Kurt. Sorry, guys. Uh, Shout out to Yukon Golds. The legend of the shape-shifting entity known as the Skinwalker has largely been relegated to hoax status. Kind of like my sex life. (laughs) Whoa! Don't get old, kids. Phil, hit that bell, baby. (laughs) 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 Um, Those are the kind of jokes you legally have to make once you get married. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the uh, that's the rules. If you have a if yep, if you have if you're in a marriage, you gotta say those things. The old ball and chain, am I right? There, that's the that's one of the other ones. Yep. <clears throat> uh, so I've met my quota today. Anyway, after all, it is difficult to believe that a humanoid figure has been transforming into a four-legged animal and terrorizing families in the American Southwest. While unscientific, the Navajo Skinwalker does have deep roots in Native American lore. This week. On Reservoir Dogs. Not Reservoir Dogs. Reservation Dogs? What was it called? Yeah, which is a play on Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, 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 famous yeah, yeah. heist movie. Got it. Mr. 
purple or whatever. Uh, no, uh, his name's Tarantino, but keep going. Nah, baby. <laughs> the rest of the America, the rest of America, got its first real taste of the Navajo legend in 1996, when the Deseret News published an article titled "Frequent Flyers?" Question mark. The story chronicled the Utah's family's traumatic, traumatizing experience with the supposed creature that included cattle mutilations and disappearances, UFO sightings, and the appearance of crop circles. But the family's most distressing encounter occurred one night just 18 months after moving onto the ranch. Terry Sherman, the father of the family, was walking his dogs around the ranch late at night when he encountered a wolf. But this was no ordinary wolf. It was perhaps three times bigger than a normal one, had glowing Jeez. red eyes, and stood unfazed by three close-range shots Sherman blasted into its hide. Uh, <laughs> blasted him. And then he starts blasting. Yes, so this is the well-known Skinwalker Ranch that you may have heard of that they are describing. Um, I'll continue. The Sherman I family... I think that's on Airbnb, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can stay at the Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch uh, for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And George Lucas lives there. I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sherman family weren't the only ones to be traumatized on the property. After they moved out, several new owners experienced eerily similar encounters with these creatures, and today, and today, the ranch has become a hub of paranormal research that's aptly renamed Skinwalker Ranch. So wait, so what do the Skinwalkers look like exactly? Because I thought it's I was like a, like a feral with human. Oh, okay. Type look like a. But a that one was just a giant wolf hybrid. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's it, the legend is that when you eat human flesh, you start to turn into like this, this half human, half like, fer, like a feral human monster thing. Okay. I was picturing um, like, like a dude, like a guy from Florida who mixed ketamine with bath salts. Dude, honestly, if you told me beach. half of Florida were Wendigos, I'd be like, this makes sense. <laughs> it, it adds up. It's all uh, at nighttime. It all yeah. adds up. Hey, that's the new motto for Monday morning macabre. At nighttime, it all it all adds up. up. So sorry if this episode, if we've offended uh, people who go out at night in Florida, and what was the other thing like law practicing uh, civic poopers, civic poopers, <laughs> who also have passed the law, have passed the bar exam and have a law degree. Yes. Uh, while paranormal investigators probe the property with novel inventions, what they seek has a history that is centuries old. This is the legend of the Navajo Skinwalker. So, what is a skinwalker? <laughs> Scones, I'm glad you asked. Oh, God, I've been wondering. As the Navajo English Dictionary, Dictionary explains... As Navajo Urban Dictionary says... <laughs> it says, what's bussin' bussin' is a skinwalker... <laughs> Skinwalkers <laughs> when you mix alcohol... With no. <laughs> yeah, it's when you mix dead skin with fucking cough <laughs> with syrup. tequila and, like, a gravity bong. That's what Urban Dictionary's like. If you haven't been, yeah. if listener, if you haven't been on it... That's what it's like. Pretty accurate. Uh, the skinwalker has been translated from the Navajo Yinaldlushi. That, did you look at the pronunciation? Or <laughs> no, that was my best guess. Um, all right. This literally means, by means of it, it goes on all fours. And the Yinaldlushi is merely one of the many varieties of skinwalkers called Aunt Ginny. The, I, again, I'm doing my best here. Do you say Aunt Ginny? Aunt Ginny. Ginny Weasley is what the skinwalkers are usually referred to. A Pretty variety scary. of the Pueblo people, Apache and Hopi, also have their own legends involving the skinwalker. 
Some traditions believe that skinwalkers are born of a benevolent medicine man who abuses who abuses indigenous magic for evil. That's a the, pretty cool story. Yep. The medicine man is then given mythical powers of evil that vary from tradition to tradition, but the power all traditions mention is the ability to turn into or possess an animal or person. Other traditions believe a man, woman, or child can become a skinwalker should they commit any kind of deep-seated taboo. The skinwalkers are described as being mostly animalistic physically, even when they are in human form. They are reportedly near impossible to kill except with a bullet or knife dipped in white ash, which is Dude, super fucking cool. <laughs> I'll take that trade. If I was a medicine yeah. man, just being fucking indestructible with, like, and could take over animals, that sounds pretty sick. Yeah, it does sound pretty rad. Deal. Hashtag deal made, Shark Tank style. Mark, I'll take it. That's that's the famous line. <laughs> that's the famous... 100,000 for 10%, Mark. I'll take it. You know what? I'm going to go Shark with the tank. by far richest guy on the show, Mark. Oh, man. Something so sick. <laughs> Phil loves Shark Tank. Phil's a big Shark Tank fan. Big Shark Tank. It's always on in the break room. Scream. Um, little more is known about the purported being, as the Navajo are staunchly reluctant to discuss it with outsiders, and often even amongst each other. Traditional that's belief. pretty wild. Yeah, it's like a Voldemort of the Navajo people. And that that's like to this day, they still... Yeah, they're like, fuck that. That's pretty cool. And I'm like, sheesh. That's a cool example of like a very rich... Yeah. Like, superstition that's a spicy might not be the right bowl. word. <laughs> superstition is not say. the right word, but spicy meatball is. <laughs> but spicy meatball. Bite the ball? Spicy meatball, baby. Spicy meatball. Spicy, he might ball. Ooh. <laughs> Get him I on direct fastball. I, I was gonna say I played Street V too. <laughs> um, traditional belief portends that speaking about the malevolent beings is not only bad luck, but makes their appearance all the more likely. Oh, so Native, it's like Slenderman. Yeah, exactly. Slenderman, 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 Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but I don't. I'm not saying it. I ain't saying it. If I die tonight. I gon' die today. My favorite thing at the height of the Slenderman mania. Yeah, Slendermania. Um, was like <laughs> when we in high school like looked up like all the lore behind it, and one of the top things we found was in order to prevent Slenderman, once he starts stalking you, he like does it for your whole life. But uh, one of the things that might help is if you just carry around a twenty dollar bill because sometimes that's all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's a so- that's solid. Uh, I also. The thing about Slenderman is it's like, oh, you were made in 2012. Like, you're not that old. <laughs> you are. Like, he's not, but he was profoundly powerful in America. This is true. Um, anyway, Native American writer and historian Adrian Keene explained how J.K. Rowling's use of similar entities in her Harry Potter series affected indigenous people who believed in the Skinwalker. Classic ha- J.K. Rowling. Yeah. J.K.'s rolling in her grave right now, more like Victorious it. Victorious turf, J.K. Rowling. What happens when Rowling pulls this in is we as Native people are now opened up to a barrage of questions about these beliefs and traditions, said Keen. But these are not things that need or should be discussed by outsiders. In 1996, a a couple of outsiders were introduced to the legend after a series of inexplicable events occurred at their new ranch. Terry and Gwen Sherman first observed UFOs of varying sizes hovering above their property. Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then seven of their cows died or disappeared. 
One was reportedly found with a hole cut in the center of its left eyeball. Another had its rectum carved out. Uh, Yeah, that second one paid extra. The The (laughs) Season three, baby. Baby. The the cattle the Shermans did find dead were both surrounded by an odd chemical smell. One was found dead in a clump of trees. The branches above appeared to have been cut off. One of the cows that vanished had left tracks in the snow that suddenly stopped. If it's snow... That's pretty spooky. Yeah, that's super spooky. Uh, Terry Sherman says, If it's snow, it's hard for a 1,200 or 1,400-pound animal to just walk off without leaving tracks or to stop and walk backwards completely and never miss their tracks. It was just gone. It was very bizarre. Perhaps most terrifying were the voices Terry Sherman heard while walking his dogs late one night. Sherman reported that the voices spoke in a language he didn't recognize. He estimated that they came from about 25 feet away, but he couldn't see a thing. His dog went berserk, barked, and ran back hastily to the house. After the Shermans sold their property, these incidents only continued. So this is like a rare instance where it's like, oh, we sold it and then nothing ever happened again. It's like, nah, you sold it. And then the next (laughs) people were like, yeah, there's some crazy shit going on here. Um, And so, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch is a super popular, like, kind of Bermuda Triangle in its own right, where just weird shit happens all the time. Yeah, I heard they have a statue of C-3PO there. (laughs) Yeah, that's the weirdest part. That just appeared one night. But I also, like, totally (laughs) get why. So if the Navajo, like, nation actually genuinely, like, believes this stuff and, like, really is, like... Please don't talk about it. Like, it puts people on edge and, like, is just bad and we don't like it. I can kind of see why they're pissed why one of the most popular authors in the world would decide to put it in a book. Yeah. Although, yeah. Like, stop. Please talk about it. Like, that's all we want to do is not talk about it. And she's like, okay, yeah, but, like, uh, he goes to wizard high school. (laughs) 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 They're like, this is, that's not, you're missing. You're not listening at all. So UFO enthusiast and Las Vegas realtor Robert Hello. Bigelow bought the ranch for $200,000 in 1996. He established the National Institute for Bobby Discovery. Bobby Bigelow? Yeah, Bobby Biggs established the National Institute for Discovery Science on the grounds and put up substantial surveillance. The goal was to assess what That's exactly... That's actually so cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. The goal was to assess what exactly had been going on there. On March 12th, 1997, Bigelow's employee biochemist Dr. Colm Kelleher spotted a large humanoid figure perched in a tree. Oh, fuck that. That's, yeah, right. That's literally my nightmare. The worst case scenario for the Blair Witch Project for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're all, it's all coming back together, baby. Detailed in his book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, the creature was 20 feet off the ground and about 50 feet away. Kelleher wrote, The large creature that lay motionless almost casually in the tree, the only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. Dude, if, like, what would you do if you saw that out in, like, your yard? Uh, dude, I don't have any kind of weapon or anything, so I, I was would gonna just, say, I'd buy eight guns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would make my tree into a giant gun. I would buy eight guns and ten knives and cover the knives in whatever you said to cover them in. Yep, and uh, white ash. Yes. And, well, Kelleher ap- happened to have a gun scones because he fired at the supposed skinwalker with a rifle, but it fled. It left claw marks and imprints on the ground. 
Kelleher described the evidence as signs of a bird of prey, maybe a raptor print, but huge, and from the depth of the print, from a very heavy creature. This was only a few days after another unnerving incident. The ranch manager and his wife had just tagged a calf before their dog began acting strangely. They went to investigate 45 minutes later and in the field and in the field in broad daylight found the calf and its body cavity empty. Ooh. Most people know if an 84-pound calf is killed, there is blood spread around it. It was it was as if all the blood had been removed in a very thorough way. Oh. The distressing activity continued well into the summer. Three eyewitnesses saw a very large animal in a tree and also another large animal at the base of the tree, continued Kelleher. We had videotaped equipment, night vision equipment. We started hunting around the tree for the carcass and there was no evidence whatsoever. Ultimately, Bigelow and his research team experienced over 100 incidents on the property, but couldn't amass the kind of evidence that scientific publications would accept with with credulity. Credulity? Credulity! Release the tapes, Bigelow. Bigelow sold the ranch to a company called Adamantium Holdings for four and a half million in 2016. So what I'm, so you're you're saying words, which is like comic book. You're saying words, but I'm, I'm hearing that guy catches skinwalkers on tape. Government covers it up. Uh, Shell Corporation under CIA buys ranch. Yeah, you got it. Scones. Got it. Yep. Guys, I've seen this movie. Yeah, but did you know that there's Wizard High School? Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. (laughs) Now owned by Adamantium Holdings, Skinwalker Ranch is patrolled by armed guards. Nevertheless, the research on Skinwalker Ranch is more sophisticated and secretive than ever. There are many stories about Skinwalkers online in such forums as Reddit. These experiences commonly occur on Native American reservations and are allegedly only prevented by the blessings of medicine men. While it's difficult to discern just how truthful these accounts are, The descriptions are almost always the same. A four-legged beast with a disturbingly human, albeit marred, face and orange glowing red eyes. Those who claim to have seen these skinwalkers also said that they were fast and made hellish noise. Hellish noise is a sick name for a band. Yeet. Skinwalkers have crept back into popular culture through television shows such as HBO's The Outsider, in the History Channel's upcoming The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch documentary series. What? When was this written? Is that out? This was written in 1911. (laughs) Wow. When was it written? Let me find out, Sconey. This was written in 20... It was updated in 2021. Well, yeah, it was written and updated in 2021. Wow, so it's out right now. Yep, season... There's two seasons out. Cheese! Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. For horror-centric programming, a virtually demonic being that roams the countryside is rather perfect. Since taking over Skinwalker Ranch, Adamantium has installed equipment all over the property, including cameras, alarm systems, infrared, and more. Most alarming, however, are the accounts from company employees. According to Vice employee Thomas Winterton, who was one of the... Yeah, he was one of the several who randomly experienced skin inflammation and nausea after working on the grounds... Uh, others had to be hospitalized with no clear medical diagnosis for their condition. This and the following account parallel some of the inexplicable events featured in sci-fi shows like The Outsider, as Winterton reported. I take my truck up the road, and as I start to get closer, I start to get really scared. Just this feeling that takes over. Then I hear this voice, as clear as you and me talking right now, that says, Stop. Turn around. I lean out <laughs> Please, the window with... for the love of God. <laughs> I lean out the window with my spotlight... 
and starts searching around. Nothing. Despite this dreadful experience, Winterton reported that he isn't leaving Skinwalker Ranch anytime soon. It's like the ranch calls to you, you know? He said with a wry smile. And that, scones, is the Skinwalker Ranch and the Skinwalker legend of the Navajos. That's a pretty cool and pretty horrifying legend. Yeah, it's a spooky one. And it's all the all the trappings of a good creepy creepy tale. You got a spooky unknown monster thing, you've got UFOs, you've got cows. <laughs> you got them all. You got all the things. Yeah, I like the cow that got like basically pickpocketed, but instead of its wallet, it was all of its organs. Yeah. And then no blood was left behind. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty spooky. weird. And J.K. Rowling, like, dolls. What a, what a riveting episode. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, just stop ruining stuff. Stop like. Thanks, J.K. Being you got all the money. You just yeah, just just chill, dog. You made just Harry chill, Potter. Dog. It's fine. Yeah, you you did it. You won. <laughs> you you. We, everyone win, was racing okay? to write Harry Potter, and you did it. So, congrats! Stop I was this close, dude. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I had I had Slammy Slammy Peters. You had Slammy Peters, dude. I wrote Slammy Peters in the big conch shell, <laughs> and I was that close. That close, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, pre-order Slammy Peters in the big conch shell at any Barnes and Noble uh, bookstore Ooh, near you. Another fanfic reading. <laughs> Uh, if we're only so lucky, uh, hey, if you guys want to get merch or join the Patreon for bonus content, you can do so from our website, mondaymorningmacabre.com. Check out Instagram, mondaymorningmacabre, Twitter, mmmacabrepod, and all the other ways. Reach out to us with your suggestions. Shout out to everyone who mentioned Skinwalkers. Uh, I know this is an episode that we're all, we're all jonesing for, so I'm glad we can make it happen. Um... Scones, do you want to say anything? I'm just happy that we've come back together as a podcast. It was scary there for a second. Um, yeah, I think uh, we we made it through. I Phil, really felt uh, like I got caught in the middle of something that I didn't fully understand. Phil, what are you eating? Phil, Phil, I swear to God, if that is my oh sandwich. God, Phil, no, Phil. <laughs> Phil, is that a patented Darcy BLT? That's a BLT, a butt loving. Tutor. <laughs> Phil, you know not to eat his butt loving tutor on rye, bro. Bro, it's my butt loving tutor on rye, Phil. Well, gang, until next week, have a good Monday, I guess. <laughs> have a good Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye.